By what name are you known? There are some who call me... Tim... Hey, what's going on? Episode 95 of 20 Tim Minutes. This is a podcast that focuses on mental health through humor, insight, and personal stories. I'll tell you what, I've done 95 episodes and I am not sick of my introduction. I added the, um, some people call me Tim probably around like, I don't know, like episode 20 maybe. And I just love it. I think I have one of the best introduction music wise of all time. Shout out to my friend Paul, who's a producer that made me that beat, and same with the outro beat. If you make it through my episodes, you should go through my whole episode and listen to the last one, or just skip ahead. Maybe that will give me a stat of a listen if you just fast forward to the end, which I need. Don't forget to go to 2010minutes.com to learn more about me and the podcast. You can go to my store, buy some merch. Um, You can text me at 781-523-9333. I actually don't have to look at my screen anymore to remember that phone number. It's not my real phone number. It's like Google phone, so I don't have to um, give out my actual number and be harassed. Good thing is I haven't got a dick pic yet, um, so that's good. I don't think I'm popular enough to get a dick pic. Who sends dick pics anymore, you know? Um, I do appreciate you guys checking out the podcast again. I do want to get into something serious. Um And I have to be serious from time to time, even though this is a comedy, but it's a mental health podcast as well. Um, A friend of mine lost a friend of his uh, to suicide, and it just breaks my heart. And we got to do what we can do to help other people, even if they don't reach out to you, which is like the hardest thing when someone's going through it, they don't reach out. That's how I was. Um, I, I shunned everybody out. I didn't do anything. I just stayed in bed all day, didn't shower, called out of work. Um, I was really down and out. And there'd be times I would reach out to people and like almost like a cry for help to see like if they would pick up on like what's going on, even though I didn't think I was doing that. But looking back, um, I was doing that. And it's unfortunate because I don't think I don't think suicide is selfish. And that's my opinion. You might have a different opinion. And I always um, respect someone's opinion, even if it's uh, ridiculous. No, I'm just kidding. And where was I going with that? It's not selfish because they don't want to burden anybody anymore. And I didn't want to burden anybody. So it's kind of looking out for other people in a weird, sick and twisted way. But I get it. I really do. It's just unfortunate that some people actually go through it and it's that bad. Um, it obviously was really bad for me, but I'm still glad I didn't go through with it because a lot of people would be very upset and you forget about that. And one time at one of these meetings I went to for the Plymouth County Suicide Prevention Coalition is one person said, I I wish people that commit suicide could see their funeral beforehand or their wake and just see the amount of people that would come. Um, like I had a friend who overdosed and there was so many people there and I don't think that was, um, self-induced or like on purpose, but just goes to show you that death is just something that worries me. Um, Losing somebody close to you is just awful. And it's such a tough feeling, especially when you're a really good friend to somebody and you know that they're struggling, you try as much as you can. And then you have that regret of being like, was I there enough? Um, Could I have done more? 
it's like my fault and it's really not um it's we all have our lives and we all have to do what we have to do in our own lives we're the most important people in our life we got to make sure we take care of ourselves first before we take care of other people i feel like some people like parents would be like no my kid comes first but i feel like you wouldn't be able to take care of a kid if you weren't okay first if you were going through depression and hopefully that was that wouldn't be the case but if you or someone you know uh, is dealing with somebody that committed suicide or suicided, definitely try to keep in touch with them too, um, because I know they're going to be beat up really bad. Um, again, they just try to do what they can, and trying is is half the battle. Um, if not, it's like one of the biggest things that you can do is just try. So if you or someone out there that has uh, experienced suicidal tendencies or feeling suicidal, please dial 988 or text 988 or go to the website for the National Suicide Prevention Hotline. It sounds like, I'm not going to say it sounds corny, but like to me, if like I was in that position, I'd be like, no, fuck that number. Like, I don't need that. But if you don't have someone that you can reach out to, I, I say, I'll say this, anybody that's thinking about suicide, give it a chance. That's all I ask. Give give a chance to calling that number. Give a chance to talking to a friend openly about it. Give it a chance to even talking to a stranger about it, your therapist, whatever. Just give me that shot of trying to get help at least once. And I'm glad someone knew I was going through it and when um, it got me out of it. And uh, there's different ways to do it. And I want to go over that a little bit, um, which is a like I wasn't going to go over this topic, but just uh, going through this. And when I was driving to work one day, I was driving by this train track, and unfortunately, a girl got killed by a train um, not too long ago. I think it was the beginning of the summer, and there was different reasons that people like it was on like face like the Facebook group, you know those where people were like, oh, they did like I saw that like blah blah blah, and there was a sign there for nine eight eight that I've never seen before, and I know it wasn't there for long. So again, I don't like talking about other people's like business or whatever, but I feel like if it's in the news or on social media, I can like maybe mention it. Um, but maybe she did commit suicide on purpose. Um, but it's really good that they put a sign there. Um, and what else is unfortunate too is like, man, like I really feel like you always got to think of the other side. It it is terrible for families, friends, and coworkers, and who have you when they have to deal with somebody that commits suicide. But there's the other way of like when you commit suicide, it's somebody like like a train conductor having to deal with that um, or like people that jump in front of cars on the highway. Like this is like this stuff happens. I know this stuff happens for a fact. Again, I don't really talk about what I do for work, but let's just say I, I know for a fact that this stuff happens. Um, and I know people that have to deal with that as well. And Frank King, who I interviewed, he's the mental health comedian. He like is very reverse psychology he's like if you're gonna do it don't jump in front of the train and ruin someone else's day and it kind of gets like a laugh or like kind of it does like put into someone's head that they're like man maybe i shouldn't be selfish in that way and i think that's a selfish way to do it is when you involve somebody else that that is just a random person i like that about frank king if you haven't seen that interview or listen to that go back and listen to my interview with frank king it's a lot of people's favorites um, but asking someone if they are suicidal won't put the idea in their head or encourage them to go through with it. That's a big one. So if, if someone's feeling suicidal or you see symptoms in them that aren't normal, ask them straight up. Do you feel like you're going to harm yourself? 
Checking in and asking will likely make talking about a difficult subject easier and lessen some of the shame and guilt they might be feeling. When you ask from a place of genuine care, which you should, and concern, you create a powerful emotional bond that helps you bring someone who is struggling out of isolation and darkness and back to a place of feeling connected to others. That's a huge one. I could see that with people being concerned about bringing up suicide to somebody, but like, how else could you really do it? You could maybe call 911 or maybe call like another person that's closer, but for the most part, you can just ask them straight up and don't be afraid to do that. Couple signs um, for immediate risk. There's immediate risk and serious risk. And again, give them the phone number, do what you can do, talk to them, anything like that. I'm always out of breath on this show and I don't know why. I like run up and down the stairs to make sure I have everything and I always forget like I was about to record and I forgot my water which uh, I need to take more sips of because I'm on my Adderall, took a coffee. I'm ready to go. I woke up on a good note today, and uh, I'm glad I can talk about this subject. Um, Not with ease, but something like I'm just glad I can talk about this. Let's say that. Um, So immediate risk. Talking about wanting to die or to kill oneself uh, is a big one, obviously. Looking for a way to kill oneself, such as searching online or obtaining a gun which is something I was looking to do, Um, my cop buddy. So like I had my gun license in one city. And then when I moved to another city, it expired. So there was conflicting reports from both of uh, both cities that like, you have to go to the other person, you have to go to the other person. And I was just like, I'm done. The reason for I was trying to do that was because I wanted to obtain a gun and shoot myself in the head. Um, And I feel like that's pretty heavy just to say right out, but it it was one of those like uh, considerations. So I was trying to get my gun license renewed. Unless I wanted to go find illegal guns, but I don't know how someone does that. Um, talking about feeling hopeless or having no reason to live. Those are obvious immediate signs um, that you should be serious about. Serious risk. Talking about feeling trapped or unbearable pain. Talking about being a burden to others. Increasing the use of alcohol and drugs. Acting anxious or agitated. Behaving recklessly. Sleeping too little or too much. Withdrawing or feeling isolated. Showing rage or talking about seeking revenge. Displaying extreme mood swings, which mood swings were a big one for me for being bipolar. Um, and yeah, I, I was I was going through a lot. And I know people also go through a lot. And I had a conversation with somebody and they said that when people say, uh, oh, somebody has it worse than you or somebody deals with the same thing. Most people get annoyed, but some people like that. They like to know that they're not alone. So if you feel like when you say, like, don't be afraid to say that to people um, in a way. And if they get upset, they get upset and be like, I'm sorry, that's not what I intended to to happen when talking to you. But I know there are people out there that like to hear that, that there are other people struggling. Not that like they're happy they're struggling, but happy to know that it's normal to feel like a certain way because it is okay to not be okay. Um, so let's talk about how to talk to somebody um, with this because it's uh, not easy, obviously ask questions right away. Are you going to commit suicide? Do you have any idea, um, plan to commit suicide? Big one. That's how you start off actively listening. Make sure you listen for real. Don't just be like, yep. Okay. Like actively listen, make sure you're obtaining what they're saying. Re-ask them questions, reassure them. Um, be judge, <laughs> be mental, be non-judgmental when talking to somebody about that. Um, don't be saying like, Oh, that like, you're going to like, you can say so many different things. I can't think of one because I'm not about that life. I'm about helping people being, I'm a very non-judgmental person overall. I don't judge anybody for anything. Everybody's different. 
Everyone has their own lives. I get that. Um, but being non-judgmental, non that is an easy word to spell and say, and I can't say it. Judge non-mental. Encourage them to seek help. Uh, I feel like that one could be annoying if that was said to me, but that's a, another good one to see. Say and see is have them talk to a medical professional, even if there is, isn't any health insurance on their side. There are so many options that you can find online. 988 is free. You can call that, get some help. They will help you direct you to some resources that you can use. Um, respect their pace. They're not going to jump right out, right out of the gates to go do it. Keep checking in on them once a day. Just don't even have to bring it up. Just be like, hey, how's your day going? What's new? Anything like that. Like keep tabs on somebody. Don't just think that you did a lot by just asking. Again, that's a great thing to start off with is just asking if they're going to commit suicide, but keep checking in on them. If you really love and care about somebody, you won't think twice about it and you'll know what to do. I, I believe in the people on the other side. They'll know what they can do. And I, hopefully this can help somebody else out. Um, oh yeah, that, that was my last one. I was just going off the dome on that. Keep, keep checking in. But um, don't beat yourself up. Um, if you're not getting through to them, doesn't mean you have to stop, but it is discouraging when you try to help somebody or give them tips or give them suggestions and don't go through with it. Be patient. It's okay. So I'm, uh, I'm glad I got to talk about that. Um, hopefully that will um, help somebody in need. Um, so let's talk about uh, work burnout, which is something I go through a lot. Um, thanks to the Hell Yes or Hell No podcast for suggesting this. Um, Here's some, here's some things that you might realize that you have work burnout if you don't already know. I feel like work burnout, you know. You know right away. You're like, I am burnt out of work. Most people hate their jobs. That's just a fact. Um, going into work, you hate it. Find something you love um, or try to. I like my job. Do I love it? No. Would I marry it? No. Do I hate it? No. Have you become cynical or critical at work? Yes. That's me. Do you drag yourself to work or have trouble getting started? Yes. Hopefully my job isn't listening to this, but I, I give 100% when I'm at work. I don't get work burnout at my work. I give 110%. My views are not connected to my job, by the way. I do not speak for my job. I do not, my, my ideas, whatever, my point of view on things, nothing to do with my job. Have you become irritable or impatient with coworkers, customers, and clients? Do you lack the energy to be consistently productive? Do you find it hard to concentrate? Do you lack satisfaction from your achievements? Do you feel disillusioned about your job? Are you using food, drugs, or alcohol to feel better to simply not feel? Have, you, have your sleep habits changed? Are you troubled with unexplained headaches, stomach, or bowel movements, or physical complaints? So if you have a tough shit to come out, that means you might have work burnout. Like some guys on the toilet right now, like having troubles with his bowel movements. He's like, fuck, I blame this on work shitty work. Um, sleep is such a big one. I, I, that is such a huge one for just feeling better every day. I got eight hours of sleep and I'm feeling great. Woke up, took my Adderall, boom, had a drink of coffee, boom, recording my episode like six hours late, boom. I'm killing it right now. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling motivated. Um, so let's start the show. Um, so if you feel like every day is a bad day, you feel like nothing you do is appreciated, you can't get a good night's sleep, 
those are big ones uh, knowing that you have work burnout you have trouble telling one day from the next you feel unconnected from work you don't take interest in your work anymore you officially and perform your performance is dropping you feel exhausted all the time you use drugs or alcohol like i said and you find it hard to concentrate thank you adderall for helping me concentrate so things to help you with that for work burnout because it is a mental draining aspect of your life if because we see our coworkers, clients, customers more than we see our family sometimes. Work is a big part of our life. It's like 60% of our life, which is sad. We sleep eight hours, we work for eight hours, and then there's eight hours left of our day to do something. That could be draining on somebody real bad. Try to come up with something fun for you and your coworkers. My job, we do the Christmas grab on that uh, Elfie website where everyone puts their name in and you get drawn a different uh co-worker and you uh you have christmas um and if you feel like cynical about it or uh, lazy just just do something like that be that guy don't feel like you're going to be judged because there'll be some co-workers that are down for it stand up move around i do my calf raises at my desk gotta get those calves up my little chicken legs bot bot chicken chicken bot bot project pat chicken head one of my favorite songs of all time go listen to that pause this right now Go listen to Project Pat Chickenhead. How good was that song? Great song. Um, sleep and exercise is perfect. I'm fortunate enough to have a gym at my work. I've been pretty lazy at the gym. I'm losing a little bit of a weight, but I'm doing good. Think of how much you need that job. That is, that is a big one. If you didn't have a job or you didn't have that job, you wouldn't be able to Pay your bills. You wouldn't be able to save. You wouldn't be able to have fun. You wouldn't be able to eat food. You wouldn't be able to do a lot of things. So try to appreciate and don't take for granted your job. Um, try to find the, the silver lining in your work. And then if you can, just fucking quit. <laughs> if you have a chance to quit, to go to a different job, go for it. Make that leap. You only live once. Just be like, fuck it. I'm quitting. I'm out. Two weeks? No way. But you should probably give you two weeks. Like, help the job out that helped you. They paid you. Give the two weeks. All right? It's just two weeks. And then what you can do, what people do all the time, they get their two weeks and they have sick time and then they just use all their sick time. That is such a move that people love to pull. It's like, yeah, I put my two weeks in. Oh, I have two weeks of sick time too. I'm going to be out. Got, I got COVID-20. Find my replacement. Have a good one. Um, I wanted to talk about this and it's a problem that I have about being judged by others. I want to do so much more on social media and I haven't been pretty active on social media. Like I want to do more reels and more like memes and stuff like that. But I, like, I know I'm funny, but I don't think I'm funny if that makes sense. And I feel like when I don't get enough likes on something, I'm like, that wasn't funny. Someone hates me. And there's going to be people out there that don't find you entertaining or find you funny or, or what have you. And I'm trying so hard to not care about that. I can't please everybody, and I wish I could. But if you're going through that, try to do what I'm doing and just not try to give a fuck. Just go for it. My big thing is my mood swings. Like some days, like today, I'm in the mood to do it. I just had a meme I put out. <clears throat> Wicked funny. Skeleton flexing. And I wrote, explaining a meme is like explaining like a stand-up joke that you just saw. Is um, It's a skeleton doing the Hulk Hogan, and he has like one little muscle, and I was like, me after the gym when I eat one Adderall and have three sips of water because I do that. 
people people get nervous about taking Adderall and going to the gym because of their heart. I didn't think about that. I do that all the time. I should probably worry about my health more. Let's wrap it up. Three things I'm grateful for today. Sleep. Got a great amount of sleep last night. I'm feeling good. I'm going into my days off tomorrow. You can't stop me for the next eight hours. Video games. Video games have been putting me at ease lately. And I know that playing video games help your mental health. And you wouldn't think that. It's such like a, a thing that you should do from time to time if you play video games. I've been playing a lot of Animal Crossing again. I'm not happy about this. I have logged 860 hours of Animal Crossing. That's 34 fucking days. That's pretty much me playing 24 hours for a month in four days. That's disgusting. And then Mental Health Awareness Day was yesterday, um, October 10th. And uh, I put out a video for that. I got a lot of likes. So I got to do stuff more like that. So even though that day is coming past, we still can talk about mental health. Still an important topic. Let's check up on our let's check up on ourselves and check up on others. I love you guys so much. Thanks for checking out 2010 Minutes. I hope you have a good one. Actually, real quick, Haley from Podcast 27 sent me a tweet and it said, White people love saying have a good one. And I never felt so attacked in my life. But you know what? Have a good one. And we're clear. This podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified health provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. If you are feeling suicidal, please dial 911.